uh, for a section hike, you know, you might, no matter if it's your first time out there, first time spending real time outdoors, you're, no matter what you do, you're going to feel underprepared. And that's all right. As long as you got uh, water and food, it's, it's going to be hard to die in most places if you're out for the weekend, you know, so. <laughs> this is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 94 of Life in Motion. Today, I've got Brandon Horsepower Wise with me, and I think it's pretty clear how he got his trail name. In 2021, he hiked the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Arizona Trail. After all that, he's still not done. I'm excited to learn what keeps him going and the stories that have come along with his adventures. Uh, Brandon, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Yes, I'm, I'm excited uh, to chat. Obviously, uh, you have quite a resume uh, <laughs> as far as uh, hiking goes, at least. But before we, we jump um, into kind of some of those specific uh, trips and hikes and whatnot, um, let's take some time to talk a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up, where you're from, hobbies you had growing up, kind of what, what led you down this journey or this kind of path in the first place? Sure, sure. So I'm from Ottawa, Ohio. It's a small town in Northwest Ohio. I uh, grew up playing sports and uh, we own a farm. So I worked a lot outdoors, but never really like uh, recreated much outdoors when I was younger, just cause there's not a ton to do in Northwest Ohio. So never really did anything like that until I went to college at Ohio state. And then um, that's kind of a long story too, but through a, through a, through a fun story ended up, doing a month-long backpacking trip in the high Sierra out in California uh, with a trip to, through the university and just fell in love with the outdoors and backpacking then and kind of had an issue to do it ever since. Um, then, yeah, I basically just started doing some smaller trips after that um, when I could, you know, on breaks and then kind of dove head on into the full, I don't know what you want to call it, um, their regular lifestyle last year through hike to those trails. Awesome. So, so you mentioned kind of your first like real taste was in your college year. So uh, what you, you said, there's a little bit of a story behind that. So how, how did kind of the college uh, years transition to that? And especially it being a, a university program as well. Yeah. So in uh, my second year at Ohio state, they had this thing called the step program where basically you would go to a meeting once a week, and then you'd write a paper and they give you $2,000 to do some sort of a transformational experience through the university. So I did all that. And then, I, but I, I had rights to the money and then, but then I didn't know what I wanted to do with it. A lot of people were doing study abroad or things like that, but I wanted to keep my out of pocket expenses pretty low in addition to $2,000 um, $2, I got for free. So I was looking around at some of the cheaper stuff. And then I, I saw like an advertisement for this month long backpacking trip in the high Sierra. And it would, it was advertised as like, you know, the hardest thing that Ohio state offers, like, you know, level five physical fitness needed. And I read that and I was like, this sounds interesting. I'll give this a try. <laughs> Mostly just more enticed by the challenge than the actual, I don't know, idea of spending that much time in the outdoors. I just love the idea of the challenge of it uh, more than anything else. Um, signed up for that, got into that. And then still had really had no idea what I was getting myself into until I got out there, but it was a, it was definitely an eye-opening experience. 
That's awesome. So I, I'm a little jealous there because either I missed, uh, I went to Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, either I missed a program like that or they did not offer a program like that. But I would have happily <laughs> uh, written a paper to get a kind of a stipend to go, you know, whatever university program to travel or whatnot. So that's awesome that you got that experience. Yeah, it, it was a great program for sure. And yeah, it might have been maybe Ohio State having a little bit more money than VCU, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it may, may be, maybe so. I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous about that. But like I said, I'm, I'm glad you got to experience that. So, um, so, so obviously, you know, you just mentioned with that, you know, you were more um, attracted to the challenge of it, not necessarily what, what it was in that case. So when you like finally got out there, like, I guess, because I was obviously your, your kind of first, it sounds like real introduction to anything like that. So like from not really knowing anything at that point or having any prior experience, what was it like in that case, kind of getting, getting ready for that, obviously still being in college and doing, you know, college things during that time. Um, and then kind of, what was that experience like? Like once, once you did it, obviously you're, you're still doing uh, trips and, and hikes and all that kind of stuff now. So what was it about that experience that kind of, you're like, Hey, I need more of this. Yeah. Leading up to it, I was so stoked about the challenge of it that I, I trained so hard that before when I left for that trip was probably up to that point, the most like physically fit I had been in my entire life. I was in just like in such great shape to, to do that trip. And then once I got out there, I, I love the physical challenge of it still, but I love that I found out that that was basically just the baseline of what it really meant to be out there. There was so much more to it. You know, there was a physical challenge then depending on yourself, you know, depending on the people around you, helping them get through everything, you know, all the planning that goes into it and just, I don't know, spending that much time outdoors, spending time with that, um, that much time in nature, you know, just so much more went into it. And then last year I had a lot of the same realizations all the time that basically just the physical element is, it's not, it's not that it's not important, but it's basically just the baseline that allows you to really um, spend that time with yourself and with the outdoors. And yeah, I don't know. It's hard to put into words why I loved it so much, but it stuck with me for a while. So I guess it must've been a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty strong feeling. <laughs> for sure. And, and that makes sense too, kind of the, the, the obvious physical aspect of it, but to your point, and I've, and I've never done a, a long-term, you know, through hike or, or really anything in, in that myself, but I could imagine that, you know, kind of the mental aspect of it. Well, you know, the challenges that come along with it, obviously being comfortable being out there alone in your thoughts and all that kind of stuff that come along with it um, with, you know, which is for, for me in my past experiences going on smaller trips and that kind of stuff, you know, not necessarily long through hikes, but um, has always kind of been nice as far as refreshing to kind of have that, that kind of personal experience as well. So it sounds like that, that kind of really, really hooked you from, from that aspect. So, so after, after that trip, obviously, I think if I remember right, you, you're a sophomore or so when that started. So, so what kind of was that next, uh, progression, I guess? Yeah. So uh, this next step might sound pretty corny, but, um, so I got home from that trip. And for about a month, I was kind of going back and forth between if that was something I was actually going to get into, like more backpacking, or if that was like just a one-time thing. Because most of the gear I had on the trip, like I didn't own, it was just through the university. So I was debating like, if I was going to spend more money on my own stuff, or you know, if that was just a one-time thing, I really enjoyed it, but probably, probably not going to do it much anymore. And then uh, one day, I, was, I pulled up on Netflix, I watched Into the Wild, and 
just like just watching that movie, I just realized I, I had to get back out there. Like I, I needed to spend more time outdoors. I really loved it. And I just, I needed to get back out there. So as soon as I finished watching that, I started planning my first uh, section hike on the Appalachian Trail, which was going to be in December over a Christmas break during college. And I strongly miscalculated how warm I thought Georgia would be in December, <laughs> but that was uh, also a very good learning experience. <laughs> a, l- a little bit colder than you thought? Much colder than I thought. <laughs> I, I had all the gear, but I just wasn't mentally prepared for how miserable it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that makes sense. Cause you know, you think anything kind of the, the Southern States, you know, oh, they'll be fine year round, uh, get some surprises in there. But so, so, you know, you kind of got, uh, rejuvenated almost by, by watching that on Netflix, see Netflix, neck, neck. So I can't say it. Netflixing and chilling. There we go. Uh, it does have some benefits to it, obviously. Um, yeah, positive every once in a while. <laughs> but, um, so, so, so you got to, to experience that and that kind of rejuvenated. And at that point, I'm assuming you were still living in Ohio, right? Correct. Yeah. Awesome. So, so then after kind of that first um, experience and now that was that the, was that what, I guess, what was the time frame on that? Was that last or 2021 or was that prior to that? Or that would have been um, December of 2018 going into okay. 2019 then. Okay. So, so then you had that kind of first experience, you had a, a challenge with it as far as, you know, not necessarily being mentally prepared with, with, uh, the, the weather, the, the cold there. Um, what, what was it, you know, kind of having that shock almost, I get, or I don't know if shock is the right way, but obviously there were some different kind of, uh, mental struggles in that case, you know, not, not necessarily being prepared in that sense, but what, what did that kind of look like to, to kind of further your, um, I guess the challenge and the, the wanting to go out there and kind of still explore and obviously finish the section that you had, you had planned out. Yeah. The biggest takeaway was definitely that it humbled me when I uh, planned to do that section in December, it was about two weeks and I was planning on doing about 300 miles or, or maybe 150 miles. I can't remember exactly, but whatever I was, I was planning, I did a lot less. I only did about 70 miles in two weeks, which was extremely humbling after you know, during that group trip I had first, I was like probably usually the strongest hiker in the group and wanted to keep going all the time. And then going to App- Southern Appalachia by myself and, you know, only doing 70 miles in two weeks, I realized that maybe this was harder than I thought, you know, maybe I really am not ready for this. So it was definitely humbling and a little scary for me. But then after I got home from that, I started planning uh, my next small section hike on spring break, which was, was going to be about a week. And I ended up doing um, I don't even remember a little over a hundred miles, I think, but that was when I finally, I felt more confident. I started to do, I started to do things better. I was more prepared and I realized that maybe I can do this all right, or maybe, I, maybe I can be decent at this. And then I did one more section hike in that summer of 2019. And that one, I did about 300 miles. And that was when I finally started to feel like, okay, this is something I can be decent at really just comes down to being prepared and putting in time and putting in the work. So I can do all those things so I can, I can be decent at this. And then from that point on, I planned on doing the Pacific Crest Trail in 2020. And then I was gonna, my plan was to do the Triple Crown Trails one each summer in a much more uh, normal or rational approach than I ended up doing, um, <laughs> like a lot more people do. Uh, one each summer starting in 2020, that way it would only take three years total. 
And that way I would only have to take two years off of school after I graduated before going back to law school. So that was the plan until the pandemic hit. And then I had to cancel the PCT hike in 2020. And um, that's basically where the foundations took hold for what I ended up doing. Cause I still only wanted to take two years off after I graduated school. So I started to think, okay, I can't do anything in this year, but in 2021, then I could do the PCT and the CDT. And then I could start the AT really early the next year and I can go to school that fall still. That was my plan for about an hour until I just thought, well, well if I'm already doing two of them, I'm just going to throw this third trail on there that one year. So then I started doing some research and found out it had been done before and basically became obsessed with it after that. So first of all, I got to say that I, I feel like most, um, you, you said you're going to go back to school for law. I feel like most uh, law students probably don't have those same, <laughs> same ambitions. I mean, how many, how many miles is that? Like uh, about 8,000. Easy, easy. Right. <laughs> so, so the, obviously all the, 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 unfortunate craziness that happened with the pandemic kind of changed some of those plans, but you're still determined to, to get that done. So, and, and within that same time frame, what, I, I guess, how is that different? Like, as far as, you know, obviously you mentioned preparing, um, you know, being physically ready, mentally ready, have the right equipment, all that good stuff. I guess, how do you think that was different? Like, you know, you're going to do one, one each summer, but now, now you're just going to throw them all, you know, close to, to back to back. It sounds like, um, what, how, how was that different? Like, what were the challenges that came along with that? Like doing it so, so succinctly, so, so in order. Yeah, it definitely adds about, I don't know, a million levels of difficulty on there. Um, any through hard, any through hike is hard, but doing all three in a year, it's, uh, well, it's definitely not impossible. I, I loved when I always heard that, but uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's very, very difficult because the hardest part is you basically, unless you are setting a speed record on every trail, you're basically going to have to do one trail fully out of season in the winter or at least approaching winter. Um, whereas most people, I think almost everybody that has done the county or triple crown has chosen for the Appalachian Trail to be that trail because it's lower elevation gets um has a lot less exposure than the western trails and has shelters so it's just a little bit easier to do in the winter so basically you have to do that whole trail in the winter or um at least quarter months for sure so there's that and then there's also the added difficulty of burnout which a lot of people once they finish their singular through hike are ready to be done you know they've done 2,000 or 2,500 miles whatever it is and you know they're ready to go home they're ready to call it quits but with this trip, you have to do that for about 8,000 miles. And, you know, just the day in, day out grind really adds up um, in your mind, not even to mention the day in, day out grind on your body. Um, you know, one through hike can easily ruin a person's body, but you stack three, three, and then I did four on top of, um, on top of all of them. That really, that can really add up. And my body was definitely feeling it towards the end. I ended up did getting burnt out, which is um, why I quit after the Arizona trail, my first day on the Buckeye trail, um, cause I was on the quest for 10,000 miles in a year, but yeah, the burnout was real for me. And I don't know, there's just so many more, so many more things to think about or that can go wrong over a hike that long. Um, you know, cause you make anything longer you make anything more difficult. It just adds the number of things that can go wrong. Um, you know, 
Murphy's law always holds true. So <laughs> something can always go wrong. Yeah, I, no, I mean, that makes sense. And that's, that's still like an, an insane amount, even though you didn't get to the 10,000, um, you, you know, so, so when you were doing that, I mean, what was the, I, well, I'm curious to know what like your family and friends kind of thought about that. Um, I mean, cause that's, that's a big deal. Huh? And you, not only it's a long time to walk, but you're in different elements and different um places in the states and alone for the most part obviously there's other people on the trail but what was what were kind of their thoughts as far as as that goes um and then uh, to that same extent when you were you know uh on the trail itself like what were those interactions with with the the other people that were hiking yeah so my family was definitely um well it's not apprehensive isn't the word we're i guess a little worried at first because when I first told them I wanted to do it, they kind of sat there for a minute. And they were like, so let me get this straight. Only 10 people have ever done this and they were all much more experienced than you. And you think this is going to be your first real through hiking trip and you're just going to do all three trails and 8,000 miles in a year. And I was like, yep. And they're like, okay, uh, good luck. But they were, they were supportive the whole time and um, really wanted, really wanted me to do well and helped me a lot, like shipping me things throughout the way. So they were, they were awesome the whole way. And my friends, uh, I was talking to somebody else about this, and I found the best way to describe them was unenergetically supportive. Um, <laughs> they, they, were, they really wanted, they wanted me to do good, and they knew what I was capable of. So they were so nonchalant um, like about supporting me, because I, I would try to explain like how difficult it was what I was doing, and they would all they would just kind of sit there, um, not, um, not getting overexcited, and just can't, kind of being like, well, if anybody's going to do it, you're going to do it. So they almost trusted in me too much to whereas they were, they were supported without having to do, without having to do very much. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> uh, the other part of the question was about people on trail. Yeah. Yeah. So I really didn't see any other through hikers for the first 2,500 miles. Um, cause I was still out of season. Yeah. But then once I hopped on the Pacific crest trail near the end of April, uh, that I finally started to see a lot of other people because that was the popular time for people to start that trail. So I was seeing people left and right for the first 700 miles. And I would never like bring up what I was doing right away. But generally, uh, people, if we were talking, you know, people start asking a few questions and then it gets to the point where either I have to tell them what I'm doing or just straight up why. So I would always, um, they would usually end up coming out what I was doing. And it was always funny seeing people's reaction. It, there would be like a moment where they heard me but either they thought I was lying or couldn't comprehend what I just said. And then like, once I saw a click for them in that moment of realization of like what I was actually doing, they looked at me like I was a little bit insane, but then were really happy and supportive and always wished me luck. And it was always a fun conversation. That's, that's awesome. It, it's well, it, And it's funny kind of hearing sort of the same perspective from people that aren't doing the hike versus people that were doing a you know the same trail as you at that same time kind of almost having that same relax or same reaction like oh he's he's doing what oh okay yeah. <laughs> but but being supportive about it it's it's cool so um uh with that, i know we mentioned um your trail name um horsepower uh, at the beginning of that so I, i've had a couple of guests on here that have that have done some through hikes and stuff and i always find that they have super interesting um stories as far as how they got that name in the first place so so what is what is your story there uh yeah nothing too crazy there just 
on my uh, first ever backpacking trip in the High Sierra. I was uh, the biggest one in the group and one of the stronger hikers. So I always try to carry as much of the group gear and group weight as possible. So my pack was probably around 60 or 70 pounds every day. So kind of just got the name horsepower from hauling that monster of a pack all the time. And um, yeah, always, always rearing to go, always, always rolling hard, always being ready. That's, that's interesting. Honestly, I did not think that you were going to say that that happened during your, your first one. Um, I assume that that was something that, that might've come up during the middle of the, of the extended, uh, the extended trip, if you will. Um, just cause obviously the, the amount of miles that went behind it. So that's, that's super interesting that you almost, uh, you got the perfect trail name before you were even planning on, you know, doing all those back to back. Yeah, it's it's funny how that works. I guess the the name does make the man. Um, <laughs> but it's a good thing I had one before I left. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gotten one until um, like halfway through the PCT, just because I hardly saw any people for the first two thousand twenty five hundred three thousand miles, whatever it was. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I guess you don't really want to uh, you know make your own for you or for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so with that, obviously, you know what what I guess from each of those trails and each of those experiences during, during that year, um, what, what were kind of the most, um, surprising, like experiences, I guess, or things that you came across, you know, during that time there that sort of made each of those individual trails, um, kind of special in their, in their own regard. Yes. They were all very different. Um, as, as simple as it sounds, you know, hiking through the mountains on a long trail, but each one can be so different. And then each even section of one can be so different. Um, but the way I described it to somebody else was the Appalachian Trail. Like I associate a word with each trail. The Appalachian Trail was respect. The Pacific Crest Trail was fun. Uh, and the Continental Divide Trail was love. Um, the Appalachian Trail, it was good, but it was just a battle every single day with the weather. And doing it in wintertime was just so brutal. I, uh, it, like looking back, the times were so tough, but it's some of my favorite memories to look back on just because it was so brutal. And then, um, uh, when I went to the Pacific Crest Trail, it was, that whole, that whole thing was just so fun. There was people around the whole time, you know, I was getting that normal through hiker culture for a while, you know, people passing drinks around, you know, having fun conversations at night at camp and just a lot of fun. And I also, um, did a thousand miles with another person on the PCT, which was, awesome to have somebody to talk to all the time and tell my terrible jokes to rather than just hiking <laughs> the time. Um, so the PCT was a ton of fun and it wasn't easy, but comparative to the other two, it was much less challenging in, in a lot of ways. And then the Continental Divide Trail was my favorite by far. It was just unbelievably beautiful. I love the remoteness of it and just the, the sheer ruggedness and difficulty that it presented was a challenge every day that, that I loved. So they were all, they were all so different. And then the Arizona trail, it was only, I mean, it's 800 miles, but it also almost seems like an after the fact thing. Cause that was kind of an addition onto my original plan, but I, I loved the Arizona trail too. It was, it was simple. It was easy. And it was a beautiful trail. It was like, I, I love that desert landscape. So Arizona was a perfect example of how beautiful the desert can be. And yeah, they were, they were all so different in their own way. It was, it was amazing. That's awesome. So I, I learned, this is kind of a sidetrack, but talking about Arizona and stuff. Um, I, I learned today, which I did not know that the huge, uh, cactuses there, um, I forget their, their actual name. Um, 
they don't grow their first arm until they're like 80 years old or something like that. Yeah, I have um, heard that. <laughs> uh, and, and that was that was a conversation I had earlier today with somebody. And so that just reminded me of that. I was um, just obviously the different terrain and everything that goes along with that. But that's kind of uh, kind of amazing. And I, I like how you have different uh, uh, descriptors or adjectives or whatever for for each of those trails, um, which obviously helps create those uh, those different different, um, you know, uh, memories there. So, so with all that, I know, you know, you mentioned there are some, some different surprises, uh, you know, that came along, you know, whether it be weather or, uh, you know, not, not a lot of people around or anything like that, but as far as, you know, any of like, was there anything like super, I, I, I guess, what was the big, was there like a, a big challenge, I guess, that, that came across, you know, each of, or one of those that, you know, I don't know if it's a, you know, a, an animal encounter or just something just kind of just outlandish, I guess, an outlandish story from, from one of those trips. Honestly, I did a pretty good job of preparing myself for being miserable in a lot of the worst case scenarios. I read a lot of other, um, like through hikers stories beforehand and just like hearing about like reading, repeatedly reading about their worst days kind of got me in the mind state to, you know, deal with the worst things that could possibly come. So while every day on the Appalachian Trail really was miserable, I, I was ready for it mentally, so I could I could deal with it. Um, but as far as one thing that stood out as just horrible in the in the rest, when I was in California, um, after I exited Yosem um, Yosemite National Park, um, that whole place was a mess when I went through. Um, unlike most people, I, I hated my time in Yosemite Park. It was miserable. Um, the whole place was covered in melting snow. It was impossible to find the trail, and there were mosquitoes everywhere. I thoroughly hated. <laughs> I thoroughly hated Yosemite. Um, and while I was in there, I was walking in so much melted snow and just dirty river water that I developed athlete's foot. So a couple of days later, it started to really hurt on the bot, like the bottoms of my toes. It felt like every single step I was taking, like there was shards of glass going into like under my toes. So. It hurt, it hurt so bad. It was hard to even explain, but thankfully I got, um, a couple of days later, I got to South Lake Tahoe and bought some, uh, uh, like some medicine to deal with it. But then even putting that on for a couple of days, it still hurt so bad that every single step I took, it was like, I just pain shot up my whole body. And it was, it was a struggle to really cover like 10 miles in a day. So that really limited my uh, mileages for a couple of days and just dealing with the the mental fact of trying to deal with all this pain in addition to my, I don't know what I call it, the stubborn part of my brain realizing that I'm falling behind on my mileage was a real struggle. And there really wasn't anything I could do about it. I could grip my way through the pain for so long, but I just couldn't keep up the speed with as much pain as it really was. And thankfully that was probably the worst pain I had to deal with all year. Um, I didn't really break anything, even though I had a lot of Scares or stress fractures never actually had anything serious. Um, that athlete's foot, even if it, I'm not even sure if that's actually what it was. That's just my best guess um, because it hurt so bad. But that was probably the worst thing I had to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, obviously your feet are pretty important in that situation. So, um, and even, I, I mean, I, I think it's an, impressive to me too, like dealing with with something like that, um, especially, you know, it's not like it's your finger or whatnot, where you're not putting pressure on it, you know, throughout the day and, and weight and everything, you know, to, to still keep that mindset to fight through that, because 
you know, as, as, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of it is mental. So being able to, to, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of at those, at those times, you know, I think is, you know, super um, inspiring, even if, even if it does sound silly, oh, well, it's just athletes, but well, it's a little bit different probably, you know, when you're, when you're on the trail and, and walking 10 miles plus a day. So it's yeah. cool that you're able to kind of persevere through that and kind of, kind of continue through. Yeah. And, and you mentioned finger. I also did get frostbite, but that, that was a minor thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a part, part of it, right? Part of it. Yeah. So, so, so you finished um, all those kind of uh, last year and that kind of stuff. Um, and I know, uh, you know, looking at your Instagram profile and, and whatnot, that uh, you're not, you're not done yet. I don't think. Nope. Nope. So when I first got home, you know, I was pretty, I was burnt out. I thought I might be done for a while. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do and then started thinking for a while, you know, it kind of started off at, so I, when I got home, I moved back in with my parents cause I didn't have a place. So then I started to think like, well, you know, I might as well take advantage of my last summer, probably not paying rent anywhere for a while. So it kind of started out as that thought and then just snowballed into this full plan I developed for this year too, which is nothing in comparison to last year. Um, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be leaving in about um, just a little over a week to start the Benton Mackay Trail and Finhody Trails, which connect to each other in the Southeast. And that'll take about a month. And then I'll head to Oregon, do 750 miles in Eastern Oregon in the high desert on the Oregon Desert Trail, which should be really exciting because that trail is unlike anything I've done before. It's only about 10% actual trail and then a ton of cross-country bushwhacking through the desert. And I think only like, I don't know, 15 or 20 people have ever, have ever done that whole trail. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm almost guaranteed not to see another hiker, which is a downer, but I'm going to really learn a lot on that trail. I'm looking forward to it a lot. And also I love the desert landscape. So I'm real, really excited for that. And then after that, I'm going to head up to Glacier National Park in Montana and then hike west along the uh, Pacific Northwest Trail to the Pacific Ocean. And if uh, I still have funds after that to keep going, I might try to squeeze in a couple more small things before winter hits again. That's, that's awesome. It's, it's, um, you know, even though you said, you know, it doesn't necessarily compare to, to the year prior to that, that's, that's still a lot. And it, and it's so many, you know, different, um, different landscapes and different places of, of, of the States and whatnot to, to see and experience. Um, and, yeah, that, I just so can't get over how many miles all, all those up will, will total up once you're all done. <laughs> yeah, this, this summer is actually pretty small. I think it's only going to be about 3,000 as the, the base plans as of now. <laughs> well, but if, you, but if you add last year and then the, the small stuff before that. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. It's starting to really add up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, so kind of, you know, to, to that point, you know, obviously – you know, you've kind of experienced it all and kind of, in a sense, got thrown into it from a, from a college um, opportunity, you know, uh, and then fell in love with it now and have kind of, you know, taken it and, and ran with it and gone all out, which is, which is awesome. Like what, you know, if, if somebody has kind of that ambition, I guess, to, to, to try something like that themselves or, you know, kind of get started, like, what, what is that piece of advice? Like what, what goes into that where, you know, they can feel confident and comfortable, 
you know, even if it is just a section of the AT or, or whatnot, like where, where would they start? Yeah. So it might sound um, cheesy, but you know, just put yourself in the best situation to do so and then just do it. I mean, uh, for a section hike, you know, you might, no matter if it's your first time out there, first time spending real time outdoors, you're, no matter what you do, you're going to feel underprepared. And that's all right. As long as you got uh, water and food, it's, it's going to be hard to die in most places if you're out for the weekend, you know. So <laughs> you'll, you'll find things out, you know, maybe the hard way, but you'll learn. The only real way to learn anything um, through hiking related or just camping otherwise is really just to do it. You can watch all the videos you want to online. You can read all the books you want to, but the best way to learn it is by doing. So just get out there and do it. And if you're wanting to try something a little longer, like a through hike and you're, you know, your initial instinct is, oh, I can't do that. I have a job, whatever. I have too much debt. Um, you don't have to do it right now. Just start setting yourself up to, you know, slowly deleverage, just to slowly set up for that. You know, if you have a ton of, a ton of debt, just start slowly paying that off. That way you have one less anchor holding you down. Um, if you um, have kids going through school and you want to wait, that's fine. Just, you know, start saving a little, saving up a little extra money that way, you know, once you are free enough to be able to um, get away from home for a few months. You can leave as soon as you want to. You don't have to wait to, you know, save up money or get other things ready beforehand, buy the gear, all that. Just set yourself up beforehand. That way you're in the best position for success to do what you really want to do. And then once you have the opportunity, just go do it. And you'll be amazed at what you're capable of. When I was first planning on just doing the Pacific Crest Trail and then like one trail each summer, my plan for the PCT was to average 18 miles a day. And I thought that would be challenging for myself. Last year, I ended up averaging uh, 24 miles a day on the Appalachian Trail, which is much harder, um, like terrain-wise, than the other two, and th over 30 miles a day on the Pacific Crest Trail and Continental Divide trails. We are all capable of so much more than we give ourselves credit for, and we you really you really will never know what you're capable of until you just get out there and. Um, so you get out there and just really put yourself to your limits and find out what you can truly do. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that's a uh, cool to hear kind of the, those goals that you you set and obviously broke as well. Um, but yeah, no, I I totally like uh, kind of the the mindset and the the advice there to kind of um, you know take small steps, you know, figure out, you know, if if you are you know, have a job debt, all that kind of stuff, kind of figure, figure out how you can get creative with that. And I also love, um, in, in your case too, obviously taking advantage of, you know, the summer off in colleges and then, you know, Hey, I'm not going to have rent for a little while. Let's take advantage of this now. And then see, you know, see what that, how that leads um, in the future, but, you know, taking advantage of the small opportunities while you, while you have the chance, um, mm -hmm. to kind of learn and, and develop, your, your skills and confidence and, and everything else as well to kind of, um, you know, take a, take a swing at the, at the, the bigger, longer trails. Yeah. That's also a, a smaller piece of advice. Um, all the young listeners still in college, every Christmas break or um, winter break, do, do a road trip. The, the winter time is the best time to go visit national parks and stuff. Yes. It's going to be cold, but there are hardly any other people there. You will have the place to yourself a lot of times. And you're probably completely free, completely free during that winter break. So really take advantage of that. Don't just sit around on the couch and watch TV. Go, go do something. Go, go do a road trip. Do something you wouldn't normally do because 
I really, I mean, I, I traveled a lot. I did a couple of road trips while in college, but I really kicked myself for not doing something every time I had the opportunity when I had like that total freedom and absolutely nothing, nothing time it down, no job, only like those uh, Christmas breaks or spring breaks or in the summertime before going back to school um, after, you know, after working a job all summer, just take full advantage of all those gaps of time you have rather than, you know, just sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. And I, w I will echo that, um, as well. I, I, I tried to do a lot of that in college now. And, um, now I, uh, I'm, I'm 30 now and have three kids. So obviously some of that time goes away that you used to have in those, in the college years. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely take advantage of, of everything that you have. Um, cause you'll, you'll realize later how, how good you did have it at that point. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and that's also not a, a shot at my kids. Everybody that's listening. I'm just saying <laughs> you lose some time and you got to wait until they get older so you can start experiencing those things with them. But while you are young and don't have those responsibilities, totally take advantage of them because it, it leads to a lot of cool and unique opportunities, um, as well. So, but, but, uh, to that point where it, it sounds like you're super, um, open to, to helping others if they have any questions or anything like that. So where can people find you online to kind of see one where your next journey takes you, or maybe they have some questions about gear or where to get started or uh, what trail to get started on. Yeah. So the only thing I really use is Instagram and you can find me there at natural horsepower. That's natural as a natural light and then horsepower. Um, so you can find me there. I'm pretty um, open to answering questions. Just might not be right away. Um, and then hopefully I'm working on a book about last year. Hopefully that'll be for sale ideally by the end of the year, but, you know, taking a six, six month gap in the middle kind of makes that tough to keep work moving forward on that. So maybe this, uh, maybe later this year, maybe next year, um, but keep an eye out for that too. Awesome. Well, everyone definitely make sure, um, you, you check out his Instagram and that kind of stuff, be on the lookout for, uh, for his book. I've, I've read a couple of other uh, uh, authors um, uh, through hiking books that are kind of about those experiences and they've all been great. So uh, I'm sure yours is going to be awesome as well. So I'll keep a look, uh, an eye out for it as well. But um, thank you so much for kind of coming on and kind of sharing your story and kind of the journey of, of how you kind of, you know, decided to kind of take all in all in that and the experiences that came along with it. Um, and I definitely wish you the, the best of luck with uh, the coming adventures um, in, a, in a week or so. Of course. Thank you. And thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life emotion until next time.